Welcome to my testimony. And uh, today, Dawn, we have a special guest. Very special. Yes, very special lady. Mm. Yeah, and she's um, she's a special lady in our lives, and we have known her for a few years now. And um, just want to welcome to my testimony today, Marie Basil. Marie, welcome to my testimony. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and it's um it's a pleasure having you on. And I know God has given you um, a testimony and you're going to be sharing with us today and we can't wait. I know we're going to be blessed. So welcome again. And um, I know the viewers, uh, welcome to you also. And you're going to be blessed by today's testimony. So welcome to everyone. Before we get into today's testimony, let's bow our heads to prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you provided for us. Thank you for Marie and thank you for her testimony. We pray as she shares with us today that we will be drawn closer to you and that everyone watching and hearing this testimony will have a personal relationship with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Marie, tell us where were you born? Let's start your journey. Where you were, mm. Mm. Uh, I was born in Norwood, Pennsylvania, a small, quaint little town outside the suburbs of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have siblings? Yes, um, my parents are Christopher and Catherine, and they had three daughters Ruth Ann, Elaine Marie, and I'm the youngest of three. You're the baby, okay? Okay, okay. so no brothers, huh? all girls. Mm. No brothers. Oh. At times we've had to be each other's brother. That's right. <laughs> wow, wow. But that's amazing because um, you started ha you started having kids and you have all boys, all boys. right? So you don't have any daughters. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I always I always assumed I'd have a girl. I didn't, I wouldn't know what to do with a boy. Exactly. But um, I'm part tomboy, so apparently God knew what He was doing. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. All right. So where did your story begin with your journey with God? Well, um, my mother is Irish Catholic. And so we were born, um, you're born into the church. Mm. And it's not just something you do on Sunday. It's literally, it's part of your genetic makeup. It's, you know, it's part of your DNA. It's, it's how you eat. It's how you sleep. When I was a little girl, I was taught how to cook an egg. Well, how do you cook an egg? Well, you bring it to boil and you say two Hail Marys, of course. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so the faith is um, very much in your culture. Um, like if you think of an Italian Catholic or an Irish Catholic, it's not just popping in church in and out. It's, it's, it's very much part of your everyday life. Mm. Okay. So we were brought up very devout Catholics. Okay. okay. So did you, um, did you participate in the church services? Uh, was, was there anything that you did growing up as a little girl in the church? Well, we went to church every Sunday, every holy day of obligation. Um, 
we made all the sacraments. We were, you know, all baptized as infants, made our first Holy Communion, which you do around first grade, our confirmation, which is when, it's, it's like when you're older, I'm going to say fifth grade. Um, and uh, Holy Sacrament of Marriage, I was married in the church. And when you're married in the church, um, you commit to raising your children as Catholics. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So I was, I was very much brought up to know and love Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good. Okay. So how did you, why did you make the switch? If you're so ingrained in your faith, why would you choose to be uh, of a different faith? Well, it was very frustrating um, being a Catholic. You know, we're definitely taught to be good Catholic girls, um, you know, to keep the Ten Commandments, but you can't do that by yourself. Mm. You can't do that alone. Um, so I was never taught, like, to read the Bible. We had Bibles, but when you go to church, they don't say, okay, get your Bibles out and turn to page two. No, you get out a missalette and you listen to the priest and, and he reads a little section. Um, maybe a couple of verses, something from Mark, something from Matthew, then you get a homily. But while I was always taught to love Jesus, it wasn't like I was indwelt. I was never taught to ask Christ into my heart. Okay. So as a Catholic, I was taught to go to church every Sunday, every holy day of obligation. Um, all of the holidays involved family. So like I said, it was very much part of our our everyday life, you know, Christmas was a very uh, important time. We'd celebrate Christmas, mm -hmm. um, the Christmas tree, all the presents, uh, the lights around the house, and our whole family would get together. My grandmother, all of her children, all of their children. Mm -hmm. So there'd be like 200 of us. Oh, wow. um, Easter was a big affair. So every Easter, you know, we'd go to church, we'd come home, we'd get our Easter baskets, we'd have flowers, we'd get, take them over to my grandmother's house. Mm. And so it was, it was church and family were one. Mm. And we had a big Irish Catholic family. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it would take an act of God to, for me to break that. Wow. When I was going through a divorce um, and about, you know, I was worried about losing custody of my children, I just started calling out to God night and day. Mm. Even though I didn't have the relationship that I have with him now, mm. you know, when you're in trouble, you know who to go to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> anytime I got in my car, all of a sudden I didn't have time to listen to rock and roll. I was just looking for religious programming and I would listen to sermon after sermon and by this point, I'm separated from my husband. I have a boyfriend. We're driving from Pennsylvania to Florida. Mm. He's driving our Cadillac. I'm driving our RV and we pull over for lunch. And after, I'm saying after weeks of this, maybe even months, I'm like, all right, what is all this get saved stuff? Mm. And he's like, what? I was like, what's all that? They're always talking about getting saved, being saved, you're saved, I'm saved. He, I was like, what is all this save stuff? He goes, oh, well, you have to ask Christ into your heart to be a Christian. I said, I am a Christian. Right. I'm Catholic. My mother's Catholic. My grandmother's Catholic. You know, we've been Catholic for generations. And he says, no, you have to ask Christ into your heart. 
And now the Holy Spirit has been working on me for some time. So no matter how he put it, I got it. And right there in the motorhome, I got down on my knees and I asked Christ into my heart. And um, I just said a very simple prayer. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, I'm sorry. I love you. You know I love you. I've always loved you. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, and I got up. When I got up from my knees, I just, uh, I had this burning desire to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got a hold of a Bible, and um, I read it through cover to cover, but I could understand it now. I had tried to read the Bible before. But it was like some kind of distant language. It didn't penetrate. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the meaning that it has now. Uh, you know, I so easily prayed to the Holy Spirit before I read the Bible. I pick it up and I open it. And there's no struggle to understand. It's, it's just like he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Wow. So before, before you... Um, before you, you had that difficult um, period in your life with the divorce. What, 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 what was your lifestyle about? How did you live? Um, I was a little bit of a wild child. And being the youngest, I was spoiled. Um, uh, if you remember Shirley Temple, you know, blonde mm. hair, blue eyes, cute. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I was cute, and I got away with murder, <laughs> and, <laughs> which really wasn't good for me. Right. So, you know, I had older sisters that loved me, and um, um, I had cousins that loved it, my aunts and uncles that fawned over me, mm. school teachers. I, I mean, I just... I just won them over. My mother said, as a baby, I won a beauty pageant. And she said, you won because you smiled at the judge. That's oh, right. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. But that's really not good for a child. They need to be beat. You know, it, if they did something wrong, um, they need that discipline. And um, partly just because I think I was fawned over as the youngest mm. and I was the baby of the family. And the other part is my parents got divorced when I was 10. So when they should have started really paying attention to what I was doing in school, Mm -hmm. and they really should have started paying attention to what I was doing, and I would have needed more supervision, I was getting less. Oh, okay. So um, I played sports. I played sports year round. Um, I I played field hockey and lacrosse. My mother never came to a single game. She was busy working. I think Mm -hmm. my father came to one of my games. So... We were very, after the divorce, we were very much on our own. Um, in high school, you know, I, I hung out with my friends. Um, I'd come home and, you know, whatever my sister had fixed. I think we lived on cookies. <laughs> okay. And I, we would make cookies from whatever was in the house. And there's always some ingredients missing, but we'd make them anyway. <laughs> right. Wow. And, you know, we'd watch, um, we'd watch a soap opera and eat cookies. And, you know, I don't know how I, I survived. <laughs> wow. It wasn't. After the divorce, there was nothing regular. There weren't regular meals ever any anymore. There wasn't regularity. There you know, there weren't parents. Uh, my father went to a depression. My mother, you know, she became the the father and the mother. So she was always out in the workforce. Mm. So there was nobody home. From ten years on, um, there was really I wasn't really raised. I I had the structure that I'd been given, and I had my sisters, and 
Um, my oldest sister would always tell my mom, Mom, Marie's doing this, Marie's doing that. I know they were trying to keep me on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but by then, I thought my family was uh, crazy. So I had made my own family outside. I had my boyfriend, I had my friends, mm-hmm. and I was living a secular lifestyle. Um, I would drink and smoke pot uh, socially mm. and uh, listen to rock and roll. I, and of course, still go to church on Sunday and right. roll in for my hour. Right. You know, we, we, we still never missed a beat. You know, we went into church every Sunday. And um, I think I got cynical to the point because you're trying to be a good Catholic girl. You're trying to keep the commandments, but you, you get frustrated. So you end up, you know, we had like a family priest and, you know, at dinners, we'd, we'd you know, we'd eat and we'd drink with our priests. I was like, are you, are you serious? Mm. Wow. So there was, I sensed, um, I just sensed that we were all just hanging in there and doing the best we could, but shrugging it off. Like, this is like, this is, this is impossible. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was typical for me would be to go party on the weekends, to drive my car, um, listen to rock and roll. That was typical. Okay. Mm. All right. So you got married. And um, what was that like when you when you got married first? Um, well, I'd always been the black sheep of the family. And um, I was in love with my high school sweetheart. And went, I went to... My, I didn't plan where I was going to go to college, so my sister enrolled me in University of Houston. She goes, okay, well, you haven't decided where you're going to go, so you're going to University of Houston with me. So I did. I went down there, mm-hmm. and um, I met Randall, and you know, we were just friends. My mom met him, and she was like, oh, he's gorgeous. You know, I was like, mom, I'm in love with Pat, and she's like, oh, just go out with him once. So I went out with him once to please mom, mm-hmm. and um, we ended up together, and um, we had our sons. Right. And when that fell apart, I just started crying out to God day and night. Anytime I was in the car, all of a sudden I didn't have time to listen to rock and roll. I was always listening to a religious broadcast. Uh, and I don't even know how I knew to look, <laughs> but um, here I am on the radio searching for religious stations. Right. And I would I would listen to. Um, it turns out I was listening to programming by Maranatha Baptist Church. Okay. And um, by this point, I had a boyfriend, and this went on. I'm gonna say it went on for about a year, me listening to these programs. And it turns out I was listening to dead preachers, but they were preaching it straight from the book and. Um, it just became part of my lifestyle. And then one day we were driving to Florida because now my ex-husband had the children. So we're racing out to Florida, relocating. It was, it was mayhem and chaos. Mm. So Marshall was driving the Cadillac. I was driving the motorhome. We pulled over for a break and I said to him, what's all this get saved stuff? Mm. And he said, well, you know, you have to ask Christ into your heart to be a Christian. Wow. And that's that's when I had my conversion. Oh, wow. 
Okay. So what happened to your life going forward after you have your conversion now? You're on your way to get your children. How is well, your life with, with God now? Well, once I had asked to ask Christ into my heart, I'm going to back up a little bit. Once I asked Christ into my heart, I read the Bible mm. cover to cover mm -hmm. um, over a period of two years. And once I had read the Bible, I realized I was never returning to the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. At this point, at this point, we were back and forth between Pennsylvania and Florida. Um, the, the divorce was settling out and custody was settling out. It was very chaotic. You know, we were like living like gypsies for a while there. Um, back and forth. So I was reading the Bible by myself, not in any church. Mm. And at the end of the two years, after, you know, after I asked Christ into my heart, so that was um, 96. Yeah, September 6, 1996. So after reading the Bible for two years, I finally turned to Marshall, and by now we're married. And I said, and we had a house, and I said, um, don't you think it's about time we choose a church? He goes, oh, well, you choose one and I'll go. Okay. Well, by now we're living in on the Sassafras River um, in Frederick, Maryland. And so I realized that the church, these radio stations I had been listening to was Maranatha Baptist Church. Okay. So I called the, it was Easter Sunday, so I thought this would be a good time for us to go back to church. Mm. So I pick up the phone book and page through, find the phone number, and I call. And a woman answers the phone. I was like, hi, I'm Marie Bassel. You know, we're new Christians. Um, since it's Easter Sunday, I just thought it would be nice um, to go to church. Mm -hmm. uh, and I used the words. I said, I was just wondering if we could go to Mass with you. She goes, Mass? But we don't have Mass. We have worship service. Okay. And I'm the pastor's wife. Wow. Okay. And I'm late. I was like, oh, sorry. And I hung up and I look at the boys. I look at the boys. I was like, we're not going there. <laughs> too much, too much attitude uh, from the pastor's wife, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't have the words down right. I didn't have the church terminology. What did I know? Right. <laughs> so I look. And I go, I find another Baptist church. Um, it was First Baptist Church of Elkton, Maryland. Mm -hmm. as, and a, I was a little more hesitant this time. So I was like, hi, this is Marie Bassel. Um, we were just wondering if we could go to worship service with you this morning. And I was a lot more shy and more hesitant this time. She goes, oh, sure, honey, you come on down. And she was just sweet as sugar. And she right. said, do you know how to get here? And I was like, no. So she gives us directions. Now, meanwhile, my husband had said, you pick the church and I'll go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is before phones and GPSs. So I'm giving him directions turn by turn. He doesn't know where we're getting till we get there. Mm -hmm. We get there. And as we pull up, Marshall bows his head. And I look at him. I was like, Marshall, what is it? And he said, um, this is the church my mother used to bring us to when we were little. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. So God had a way of driving us to a, a very specific church. Mm. Oh, wow. And uh, they had been through troubles of their own. and um, his, But his mother would bring them there and drop them off in every Sunday. Right. Wow. So here, you know, God's trying to get a hold of the whole family. Mm. And so we start going to this church. We went every Sunday. Every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, 
um, every Wednesday night. And we just belonged to a great congregation. You know, mm. the, the Wednesday um, membership was dwindling. So the pastor said, oh, you can't come because you got to go to work and then you got to go home and make dinner. Not a problem. I got that. Um, you're going to come to church. We're going to feed you. And then we're going to go to church. Oh, okay. So every Wednesday night, we'd go to church. We'd have dinner. And after dinner, we'd all break up. And they were really good at discipleship. They broke us up in individual groups, mm -hmm. um, beginners, intermediate, advanced. And um, it was really great. So we started out in um, beginners. We graduated to intermediate and we graduated to advanced. And I was getting ready to go into evangelism, you know, going door to door and uh, spreading the gospel. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, just something stopped in me. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, God. When I was Catholic, I thought I knew what was going on. Uh, I said, so if there's any error in me, correct it before I start knocking on doors. Mm. That week, I received an invitation um, to go to a revelation seminar. I worked at Clark Design Group. I was the office manager. So all the mail, all the phone calls came through me. So I got the invitation and it was beautiful. Oh my gosh, this is a gorgeous invitation. The, the graphics were beautiful. Jesus Christ riding on a white horse and just a very captivating um, invitation. Mm -hmm. So I called my husband trying to be a good Baptist wife and I was like, hey, Marshall, um, I, I got this invitation, and I was just wondering if we could um, go to this seminar. It's on Revelation. It's the, like, it's the only book of the Bible that I cannot understand. Mm. And he said, okay, well, I'll let you know. So the next day he calls me at work, and he's like, Marie, don't work late. Come home. I'll have all the boys showered and dressed. And when he said all, he meant all. We had four boys, David, Daniel, Nicholas, and Zachary. Zachary was a baby. Mm -hmm. And... Um, like that was a big commitment. Say he'd have all the bo all four boys showered and dressed and don't work late. So um, I went home and we all went, and it it was at a, a local college. Um, I think Cecil County Community College. Okay. And so we had no idea. We're like, okay, we don't know what church this is, but we know what we're doing. We got our Bibles and we're you know. We're Bible thumpers and Bible students, you know, students of the Bible. So we went in there and we're going to, we're going to show them a thing or two because, you know, we're brand new babes in Christ. We know it all. Right. <laughs> I laugh now. So um, we went and the evangelist was Jack Peffley and we all fell in love with him. He's a great big Texan. And um, I think that when you're in this in the presence of an evangelist and the Holy Spirit's working, he makes you fall in love with your evangelist. Mm. So I was a Yankee from the north, I fell in love with him. Right. Marshall was a man from the south, he fell in love with him. You know, he had he, the boys loved him. Mm. Marshall used to say, "If you don't know Jack, you don't know Jack." Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, we went um, it was 3 or 4 nights a week and it was 27 27 classes I felt like I was taking a college course it was very yeah. thorough and uh, it turns out this was presented by amazing facts just very well done oh, wow. and you know the first few we went we had and they, we, they, everything they taught us they'd be like okay open your Bibles and we're going here and they showed us chapter and verse okay yeah, yeah we got all this well then they started getting into the state of the dead and we're looking oh okay well I never knew that the dead mm -hmm. are, are asleep just like you know just like they say in the Bible but they showed us verse after verse as a like, America, cool. So now we know. Right. Because it was very 
very educational, very informational, you know, straight from your own Bible. You brought your own Bible. They show you out of your own Bible. That's the truth. Yes. There's no arguing. Right. Uh, after that, um, Satan was coming at us hard, doing everything he could to get us um, to miss these classes. Mm. Um, mm. So one day we're coming home and we're going down a familiar turnpike. It was uh, 213, not turnpike, tur highway. Mm -hmm. And my husband was an excellent driver, but a deer out of nowhere jumped in front of our car. Like there was no avoiding it. It was huge. Wow. And Marshall was driving. I was in the passenger seat so I could see his eyes and his eyes were like bugged out. Like something was chasing him. Mm. Um, and it, was, it was totally demonic. An animal, they know better than to just jump in front of cars. Right. Uh, it was a great big old buck. And uh, the car that we were driving should have been totaled. Zachary was up front with me. The three boys were in the back. It wasn't mm -hmm. a big car. Mm -hmm. But by the grace of God, you know, the, the animal hit the windshield, was thrown back, and the car was totaled, but not a harm of our heads was, was hurt. We were not hurt at all. Amen. Uh, all five of us walked away. But now we had no way to get back and forth to these meetings. Mm. So um, Marshall did some roof work for his mother, and she... Uh, trade at one of her cars. So now we have a car. We've missed a couple of meetings. We get there. We get back there um, and they're talking about the Sabbath. Mm. Okay. And, um, you know, we knew that, you know, we were being attacked for these meetings and, uh, and, you know, we start every meeting with prayer. Well, now here they're talking about the Sabbath. Well, we go to church on Sunday. Right. And, but the Holy Spirit was really talking to us and they went verse after verse. And when they would give us a verse about, um, you know, the true day, the Sabbath, which is, you know, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, they would mm -hmm. get, they, Jack Peffley would read a Bible verse. Well, it felt like I was being hit over the head with a two by four. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. No, there was more verses. And then another Bible verse, you know, right. saying that it, it's, it's the Sabbath is, is uh, the seventh day of the week. And again, it felt like I was being hit by a two by four. I was like, okay, okay, I get it. No, he wasn't done with me. He had more. <laughs> right. So the Holy Spirit was, you know, like every time Jack Pepley read one of these Bible verses, um, distinguishing the Sabbath from Sunday to sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, I literally felt like I was being hit over the head by a two by four. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Now I had already left the Catholic church to go to the Baptist church after reading the Bible for two years. I realized I can no longer be Catholic. Right. Um, you know, we pray to Christ and Christ alone. You confess your sins to Christ and Christ alone. Call no man on earth. Father, mm. obviously you can't pray to the dear saint that birthed Jesus Christ. She's dead in a grave. Right. Uh, bless her heart. Right. And so just from what I had read, I knew I could no longer go to the Catholic church. And so when I left the Catholic church, um, it was like leaving my family. My whole family mm. thought I was crazy. They thought mm. I was going to hell. Oh, you're going to hell. Or we're going to pray for you. Mm. And so I became the black sheep of the entire family. And mm. like, quite frankly, they thought I was crazy. Right. So mm. then I joined the Baptist church and my father's side of the family all embraced me. They're like, Oh, praise the Lord. We've been praying for you for 30 years. So now I'm learning about the Sabbath. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I'm like, okay, God, I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's what I'm saying. He had to hit me over the head. Like it was, it, he, sh it was proven to me that 
the Sabbath was on uh, the seventh day of the week and not Sunday. Right. And it was shown to me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that now I was going to lose my entire family. I wouldn't have my mother's side of the family. I wouldn't have my father's side of the family. Right. And um, now they now everybody would think I was crazy. Right. Wow. Wow. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm having this conversation with God. I'm like, okay, well, do I get to keep my husband? Do I get to keep my children? <laughs> so I turned to my left and said, and um, at this point, they're all signing to join the church. They're not looking to me. Okay. To see what I'm doing. Right. Marshall's signing to join the church. I look at David and Daniel. They're signing the card to join the church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. At least I get to keep my husband and my children. Okay. And uh, after when at the conclusion of those, um, those that revelation seminar, um, try to remember the name of it. Millennium of Prophecy. Anyway, it was Jack Peffley with uh, Amazing Facts, and okay. at the end of it, my entire family joined the Seventh Day Adventist Church. All right. So I I just wanna I just wanna let our viewers know that. Um, this testimony today by Marie, it's um, it's been a challenge. Um, <laughs> she's actually you're actually in a Verizon store right now because um, yes. yeah, we, we we could not get you to log on um, where you were, and um, uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep your son in prayer. Um, Zach, he's um, he has COVID right now, so that's why you're not able to be at home using the Wi-Fi. So I just want. Um, just want everyone to know that 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 Marie is, um, and we thank God for you. You're so determined to get this testimony out today. That no matter what happened with all the challenges that we are facing, with all of the lost signal and everything, so um, you're in a Verizon store right now giving us this testimony, which is amazing. So we thank God for you. Yeah, yeah I'd like you to see it. Um, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a hallway here, and if you look right. over my head. It's literally just a wall on one side and glass on the other. There's and it's a hallway that goes nowhere. Right. So, yeah. so uh, it's been yeah, it's a, amazing. amazing that God amazing. made it possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, all right. So let's continue your story. So you guys got baptized in Maryland and stuff. So how did you end up in South Florida? Because that's yeah. where we met you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, after we became Seventh Day Adventist. Um, you know, as we heard about the Sabbath, the state of the dead, um, the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And after the night that they taught us about the Sabbath, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, there's, there's no way around it. So I realized I'd be joining this church. And I said, just do me a favor. Please don't tell me you think you're the only ones going to heaven and that you got some kind of prophet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you have your own book of the Bible right. and, you know, that you've got a prophet. And he said, well, about the prophet. I'm like, don't hit me with it tonight. Don't hit me with it tonight. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so in subsequent classes, they did teach us about the voice of prophecy. And they had never steered us wrong. And so I was just open-minded to it. Mm. And um, everything I've read by Sister White, the I've just been so blessed. Uh, the health message. I had health ailments that I was told that I could not be healed from. Mm. I had been diagnosed with manic depression, mm. uh, misdiagnosed, I believe, but you know, terrible mood swings and um, major health issues. And once I joined the Seventh Day Adventist Church, people would just come up to me and say, "Oh, well, they'd give me like medicine from um, 
like Uchi Pines and say, oh, well, here, mm-hmm. you know, here's some information. Read this, do this, do that, eat this, eat that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe these people are all giving me uh, all this free medical information. Mm. And, um, you know, we were living on, my whole family was living on $36,000 a year. So mm. uh, getting getting the getting what we needed was, was scarce. And for them to be giving it to us for free, I was just really touched. And I ended up becoming... Uh, ridiculously healthy. Uh, by the time you met me, I was teaching in one of our church schools, and I would literally ride my bike from Western Florida to Pan- Plantation, Florida every day. Mm-hmm. I'd get to work. I teach math, science, Spanish, and art. I ran the track and field program. And when I say I ran it, I, I ran it. I ran with the kids. Right, um, right, right. I know. After that, I did our. Um, after that, I would I ran the after school care program. And because of the years I had been a single parent, I never batted an eyelash when someone got there at 6.15, 6.30, 6.45, 7. Right. And so whenever the last child was picked up, I got back on my bike and rode back to Western Florida. And that was my lifestyle. I mean, I was that was a 30, that was 15 miles each way. And mm. um, that's how I worked in my exercise. Yeah. Um, but I was in phenomenal, like I was 47 years old riding my bicycle from Western Florida to, to plantation, Florida. And I was just fit as a fiddle. Yep. Yep. So, uh, it's been a, it's been a tremendous blessing to me, not just spiritually, but physically as well. Right. 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 So, so what would you tell people that are on the same kind of journey that you were on, um, where they're ingrained within their faith, were able to, um, understand that that was their lifestyle and now they have to make that switch what would you tell them um, I would tell them that nobody can convince you and nobody can show you it's got to be the Holy Spirit you there's no way that you can be brought out of the belly of the beast by your own mm. uh, you must pray you must pray to the Holy Spirit I was seeking God because I didn't want to lose custody of my children and mm. when my whole life was you know going crazy I came to him I was seeking and God's not good at hide and seek. <laughs> you know, when you seek God, he's right there. And, right. He, you know, he's been waiting for you all along. Right. He will speak to you. He will teach you. Right. Um, the only thing is don't hold on to what you want to hold on to. Mm. Oh, well, I want it to be this way. Oh, I feel like eating pork. No, it, you can't. You can't just pick and choose. Mm. If you want to spend eternity with Christ, pick up your Bible, read it with the Holy Spirit. And... Um, I studied it for two years on my own. When I joined the Baptist church, the very first thing I asked the pastor was, I just got one question for you. Why do we go to church on Sunday? Why don't we go to church on Sabbath? He goes, oh, well, that's easy because Jesus Christ rose on a Sunday. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was an infant Christian. I should have said, show me where it says that in the Bible because it doesn't. And you won't find it in the Bible anywhere. Christ said, I change not. Um, Christ, you know, uh, the Bible verse coming to mind is, um, you know, heaven and earth may pass away, but God changeth not. Right, right, right. Every jot, he, he said, I, I came not to condemn, but to fulfill every jot and every tittle. Mm-hmm. So he didn't change it. Uh, the Sabbath is the Sabbath. It's the seventh day of the week. And when you follow Christ and you submit to doing his things his way, you will have a ticket to heaven. And you will be blessed immeasurably um, 
the Bible verse that he kept bringing to my mind when I was when he was first calling me was, um, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, yeah. and all these things shall be added unto you." Yes, yes, amen, amen, amen. So while going to the Baptist church, um, you knew about the Sabbath. So when you started hearing about the Sabbath, why was that such a a big struggle for you? Is because well, of the family? It was the, it was a big difference between the Seventh Day Adventist Church and the Baptist Church. Mm. And you know, when we became Baptist, they taught us that um, you know they taught us that Jesus Christ wasn't born December twenty fifth. And I was like, wait a minute, are you kidding me? We're going to celebrate his birthday December twenty fifth every year, year in, year out, like and and not correct it. Like mm. that was ridiculous. Mm. Um, and Easter Sunday, it's it's a pagan Sunday about the goddess of Estra. Mm. And so I learned these things in the Baptist church. And I was like, okay. Well, okay, well, once you got the truth, grab onto it. Don't keep celebrating Christmas and Santa Claus. Mm. And so when I found out about the seventh day, the seventh day Sabbath, I was like, I, I went back to my pastor and I told him, I said, hey, look, you know, look, look what I'm learning. And and so I figured I just pointed out to him and he'd get it, too. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry they did that to you. And I'm like, okay, well, they can show me in a Bible. And, you know, the first thing he said to me, you, you know, a full year ago was, um, you know, Christ rose on a Sunday. But he never changed the solemnity of the Sabbath. Right, right, right. And, you know, you asked me, you know, what would you say if someone has someone's, uh, for example, Catholic, like I was, and it's not just, you know, you're not just checking the box and you're not just going to church every Sunday, but you know, you're a devout Catholic. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I would say, do you do it for yourself or do you do it for God? Because he's very specific yes. and you, we can't just take the, the Bible and say, oh yeah, we're, we're Christians and throw away pieces. Mm -hmm. So what if somebody was to take the Holy Bible and they say, oh, okay, well, um, I want to eat whatever I want to eat. So I'm going to throw away the book of Leviticus. Okay, right. well, your Bible's just got skinnier. Oh, what if you? they say, oh, well, I'm a New Testament Christian, and they tear off the Old Testament, and mm -hmm. then they're just holding on to the New Testament. Well, your Bible just got really skinny. You're down to like one-third of the Bible. And then you look at it, and you're like, oh, well, Revelation, you know, I can't really understand that, so they rip that off too. Now you're just working with um, like a few, a few books of the Bible. That's not Christianity. Right. The entire Bible, cover to cover, is about Jesus Christ. The yeah. Old Testament is about the coming of Christ. The, the New Testament is about Christ on earth, and the Revelation is about his second coming. So we're not at liberty to pick and choose what we want to believe. Either you're a Christian or you're not. You believe cover to cover or you don't. But you can't pick and choose unless you have your own heaven and hell to put yourself in. Right, right, right. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So another part of your testimony um, is that you, you had a major um, illness that you went to with, with the lighting. You know, I remember you were sharing this with me, that um, you were being affected by bright light and stuff. Whenever I teach in one of our church schools, I get hit in the head. Oh. Um, Satan does not like me there. So I was teaching at Wilmington Junior Academy, absolutely loving it. got hit in the head when I was teaching PE. And... Um, You know, and I was, you know, I got over it. Um, then I was teaching at Sawgrass at Atlanta School, and I was loving it. I would have taught there for free for the rest of my life. Mm. But I ended up getting hit in the head 
and um, it was like it was like lights out. Uh, I couldn't remember names. Uh, my focus, concentration was gone. I was having daily headaches, daily migraines. Um, but by the grace of God, we're Seventh Day Adventists with the health message, and um, it wasn't the drugs that the doctors offered me, and I refused. It was. It was, it was New Start, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, trust in God mm. that got me better. My doc, I went to doctors for years, uh, for five, nearly six years, and they were basically like, well, this is as well as we can get you. So, mm. you know, enjoy going on welfare and, work, you know, um, wow. assistance for the rest of your life. And I'm like, you don't know my God. Mm. Uh, my son Daniel was in the Navy, and he knew about hyperbaric. He said, you need to get hyperbaric. And David and Daniel drove me out to Oklahoma City, where I got hyperbaric medicine from Dr. Duncan, who uh, was a founder of Patriots Clinic, and mm. he was giving out free hyperbaric. He was tired of the politics involved in people getting what they needed to actually be healed. Right. Was, nobody makes money off that. You get healed, you go back to work. No one's, you know, you're not a constant client. Mm. Um, so that, you know, that really helped me with the higher cognitive. When I first got hit in the head, there was I was like. I was like a bobblehead. Like there was, there was no higher cognitive going on. Just very mm -hmm. rudimentary, you know, basic animal things. Like I was, if you said rose, I didn't picture a rose. Um, I didn't dream. I couldn't remember dreams. Mm -hmm. I'd get up, walk around the house, forget why I was walking around. And this was, I was only 47 years old. So I went from riding my bike and doing triathlons to fun to having dementia and being an old person overnight. But by the grace of God, um, with natural solutions, um, he brought me around. But I'm still a little sensitive to light and um, extreme sounds. I'm sensitive to light and sound, but I'm I'm alive and kicking. You're healed. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's amazing, though. Amazing. That's amazing. And that's a testimony to our health message, too, that we have and that we, I think sometimes we take for granted and uh, don't know the value of what um, God has placed with us, the gift that he has given us sure. the health message, you know. So I just right. want to let our viewers know that trusting God and uh, why well, you said the new start. What is it again? New start, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest and trust in God and everything I needed mm. along that journey. And that's a, another story in itself. God mm -hmm. gave me in advance. He gave my son the knowledge that I needed the um, hyperbaric chamber treatment. They call it HBOT, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Mm -hmm. And along that journey, we discovered essential oils that you can use when you need medication. So instead of medication, we can use what God gave us. You know, God mm -hmm. said, I gave you every herb bearing seed. Mm -hmm. And the essential mm -hmm. oils are just concentrated herbs. Mm -hmm. So if I get a headache, I use peppermint oil. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm worried about a cold or a flu, I use On Guard. And the major ingredient in that is clove. Mm -hmm. So new start. It means putting good things in. It doesn't mean using medications that are synthetic. Mm -hmm. G. White said, nobody got better from any drug. You may get better despite it, but you're not getting better because of any drug. Right. It's true. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. The, the drugs are just like a temporary, a temporary fix. It's not, it's not something to get you better. Yeah, she said they don't fix, that they may move the problem from one location to another, That's but true. it never fixes you. Right. It may numb you out, but yeah, I'm not a believer. Right, right. Oh, wow. Well, Marie, um, thank you so much. I mean, it was uh, such a challenge uh, getting your testimony today, but God is able. We prayed and 
we were able to um to get you to tell your testimony despite the challenges that we are facing and um despite the challenges that you have facing your life too that you're here you're here you're healthy I'm able to speak. Uh, you know able to yes. speak and, and and share with us and, yes you know and um work with us and on projects you know uh, i work closely with your son david you know we work on a on a on a, on a few projects together and uh, you're you're so much a big part of that too and we do appreciate and love you and um love your family and and everything about your ministry so want to encourage you to keep keeping on and keep trusting in god and um with your new journey what, what i always like about you man you always have a new journey oh, man. you keep it moving <laughs> keep it moving sister <laughs> right like like now you know we saw you a couple of weeks in florida now you're back up in georgia and you you're embarking on a new endeavor and um and we, we have talked about some new things yeah. that we're going to be working on so we want to keep um keep praying for each other mm -hmm. and that god will sustain you and keep you so um, any other um, um, anything else you want to share with the viewers before before we wrap up today well I want to say thank you to Verizon we couldn't get the phone to work so I came in there uh, I was like well we'll go to Verizon figure out why I can't use this software right and you know they um, they were very helpful helped me right away and then I was like well I guess I'm gonna be doing my testimony for Verizon I said it jokingly then I tried to leave and I couldn't do it so I had to come back in and they said, well, how far did you get? And they said, well, you have to stay closer. And right. um, you right. asked you asked the customer service rep, well, can she do it somewhere in the store? Is it a big store? Is there a quiet mm -hmm. place? Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and he was like, oh, sure, go use that desk over there. You see the gentleman in the back? Yes. Um, there he is. He's the one that said that I could, that actually they said I could give my testimony here from the Verizon store. Beautiful. And uh, obviously, I can't be out here where people are talking. Right. But there's this hallway here. <laughs> there's a wall there, and then this is all glass windows. Amazing. And they they allowed me to sit in this hallway that goes nowhere. <laughs> wow. And sh share my testimony with you. Amen. So it's really quite miraculous. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Just uh, and that's a testimony within the testimony. testimony. And as. <laughs> As I tell people all the time, man, your testimony is your testimony when you tell it on my testimony. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, so whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So we just want to give God all the glory and all the honor for this. So, And I uh, just thank you again so much yeah. for your willingness. And no matter what, um, you know, the circumstances, you're able to tell your testimony with us today. And we were blessed. Just know your journey. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. I love you both. Hugs and kisses. Okay. Yes, hugs and kisses. So Dawn is going to pray to close us off Great. now. So. All right. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Marie's testimony. What an amazing journey you've taken her on from one faith to another to help her just to know who you truly are. Yes. And we ask, God, that we'll take that example and know that you are a God that does not change, a God that is so specific about the way that you want us to serve you and the way that you want us to praise you and give you all the glory. So help us now, God, as we go through the rest of our lives, be with Marie and everything that she goes forward to do, that you will continue to enlighten her more about you and help her just be closer to you as she shares you with all those that she meets. And thank you for this journey that she's been on and for this testimony. 
and help us to remain faithful to you so we can see your face is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. So All right. Uh, until until we uh, meet again, um, take care and um, bless, blessings on your new endeavors yes. up in Georgia. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Love you. Love you. Yeah, love you too. We'll be praying for your son that um, he gets a full recovery from COVID and that everything can go back to normal. So, all right. All right. So take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.